0: He is looking, he is firing for Devontae Smith for a touchdown! Alrighty, Eagles fans, welcome back to the Fight Philly Fight podcast. This is our week 11 victory post-game review. That is right, victory post-game review. I'm your host, Tom Cunningham. You can find me on Twitter at Tom underscore FPF Network. Guys, it was a great game. The Philadelphia Eagles were able to host the New Orleans Saints and come out of Lincoln Financial Field victorious 40-29. to 29. Um... You know kind of really you know we're gonna get into a lot of different things um of how this game played out how this game really worked um what were you know the eagles thinking kind of going into this game um the pluses of this game the minuses of this game um you know kind of a lot of different things and we can all take from be concerned about and praise but before we get to that, guys, this episode is brought to you by Betus.com. That is Betus.com. Head over there now and use promo code FPF Network and get your exclusive 125% sign-on bonus. That is right, a hundred and twenty-five percent sign-on bonus. All right, guys, getting back into it. So, like we just just discussed, Eagles went up forty to twenty-nine in their first home win in the 2021 season and. You know the big question headed into this matchup was, what are the Eagles going to do? How are they going to game plan against the Saints? You know the Saints coming into this game had the number one rushing defense, and and to me and what what made it so impressive is that they didn't care. You know they they came in with the mindset that we're still going to go run heavy. We have faith that our offensive line and our running backs are going to beat up on your defensive line and your secondary line of defense. And they did. Um, obviously there was times where the saints kind of held up the run, but what happens when you consistently are running and it's just a barrage of rushing attack after rushing attack. I mean, their defense is going to get gassed. Their defense is going to get tired. They're not getting the three announced that they need. We're sending them on, you know, five minute, six minute drives down the field. And that is, at the end of games is what's making the large difference. And, you know, we were all a little bit concerned on, you know, are they going to abandon the run quickly? And they didn't. And I'll tell you what, Nick Sirianni has done a great job in game planning and coming up with the schemes to best fit his players. And it's showing. It's showing week in and week out. And it's not just that the Eagles are running the ball. And I kind of want to make that well known because yes, obviously the running ball, it's how they are running the ball. I mean, they are showing a multitude of different formations, different running schemes, different gaps, you know, different break points, everything. And it's just, it's very hard for any defense to defend because, you know, what ends up happening is once, you know, they start crowding the boxes start thing that, okay, what happens that opens up for, you know play actions, deep crossers, you know, set-level sale plays. I mean, it opens up the offense in its entirety. So kind of just going back into this game. So heading into the game, you know, the Eagles won up huge in the first half. Um, we're able to receive the ball in the second half. But something happened coming in that second half, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because head coach kind of has already realized the issue he admitted in his post-game you know, conference and his post-game speech with his team, that the this team went into neutral way too quick. They played conservative way too fast, and it was allowing the Saints to crawl back in to this game. So just to put this in perspective, heading into... The fourth quarter, the score, the Eagles, man, it's crazy. The Eagles were up 33 to seven, 33 to seven headed into the fourth quarter. And then all in the fourth quarter, the Saints were able to score 22 points. And it really was getting very nerve wracking because it seemed that our defense just couldn't stop. And what it looked like to me and what it felt like to me. Was like I was getting flashbacks to the 2019 Dolphins game all over again, where we were up 24 nothing going into the half, and the Dolphins just climbed their way back because the team got too conservative, and that's something that you just is not want to see. But it's glad I'm glad that Sirianni recognized it. I'm glad that he admitted to it. I'm glad that he's taking ownership of it um, and kind of move on. But outside of that, I mean, this was a great team win. Um. So we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball first. So when you're taking a look offensively and you're trying to kind of gauge where this team is at, I mean they're they're doing nothing but moving forward. So Jalen Hurts was 13 of 24, 147 yards and three rushing touchdown. He also had 69 yards on the ground as well. So when you're looking at when you're looking at Jalen Hurts completion rating, you know at 54 percent, I. I'm telling you, do not put any stock in that. Don't put any stock in that. He was very accurate today. Probably the most accurate I've seen him in quite some while, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the progression and growth of Jalen Hurts as a passing quarterback as well. We're just not asking him to throw the ball 30, 40, 50 times a game, which we should have never been been asking him to do. Um, But, you know... Dallas Goddard had a couple drops that were pretty costly. Um, I I mean, the defense was able to make uh, some solid plays on the ball um, when Jalen Hurts had thrown it because he definitely was on the money. Um, You know, I know he had a Devonta Smith that got pushed out of bounds. Uh, That big pass breakup that would have been a touchdown to Miles Sanders. He was wide open. Um, So, but you're seeing – you're seeing the progression and growth, and it's great to really see. Miles Sanders, even though he had a couple fumbles, fumbles, and I know only one counted, uh, 94 yards on the day. You had Jordan Howard, 63 yards. You had Boston Scott, who actually had a little bit more of a quiet day running um, than the past couple of days. And I think, obviously, it's because his overall snaps decreased because Miles Sanders was back in the lineup. Um, but when you have that type of like you have three totally different runners that you can deploy in a multitude of formations. And that's, what's becoming impressive. As I stated before, it's not that they're running the ball. It's how they are running the ball. And they're running it in such an effective manner. The offensive line is absolutely steamrolling because the big question coming into this, is this sustainable? Is the running game sustainable with this team? And, so there's kind of a two-pronged part to this, because this is something that I've seen on Twitter. This is something that people have come back to us a bunch of times on. This running game, first and foremost, is only possible because of Jalen Hurts. Because every defense has to keep in the back of their mind and has to plan for Jalen Hurts. Because if you don't, then he will make you pay on the ground. And if you do, then we have three completely different running backs constantly punching you, just gut-punching, 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 gut-punching. And that's and that's what we saw in this game. And that's why, you know, that big play where, you know, number 96 on the Saints, I'm not sure if his name is going to be posterized for quite some, quite some time now, um, you know, Because they were so worn down. I mean, Jalen Hurts put on the jets and was able to get right into the end zone. Um, I think he had a very impressive game. I I think we're starting to see him continuously take, you know, bounds and leaps in his leadership. And once again, so the thought process is, okay, the running game is hiding Hurts' weaknesses when really it's exploiting his strengths. You know, he's still throwing the ball. He's still getting it down the field. He's still being accurate. They're they're finding different ways to make it work, and that to me is what's becoming more and more impressive to me. And that to me is where you know I kind of been. You know, I, I know some people don't quite want to hand him the keys to the franchise, and I'm not exactly saying hand him the key to the franchise. I'm saying right now, I I think next year because there's unless you are signing Russell Wilson, which I I, I doubt that he's coming walking through the doors at the care Center, no quarterback in this draft is going to out-compete Jalen Hurts. It's just not going to happen. So you're going to spend a first-round pick on a quarterback to sit on the bench because he's not. I, I, I don't think Matt Carell, Kyle, you know, Kenny Pickett or any of those guys Malik Wilson, I, I just don't see them coming in and outperforming or out competing. Jalen Hurts obviously has an entire season as a starter at that point in time underneath his belt. And his recognition of Blitz is one of the, among the best in the NFL. His ability really now to start seeing the field is just consistently growing. And that's what we want to see. And just to put this in perspective the Saints is probably the best defense that this team is going to face. Because another point in the yard is because the big, you know, and we're kind of getting this because there is some some context, you know, to put into a little bit of concern on not Hertz's passing game, but his passing targets. But it, it's very easy to tell you right now that the Saints – we're probably are the best defense that this team is going to face for the remainder of the season. Um, I, I mean, the the Saints are extremely gifted in the pass game. They're extremely obviously were gifted in the run game. But <clears throat> me, But that's what you are seeing, and that's what's making this so interesting. Is that okay? So we edge past the Saints, who are the number one rushing defense, who are you know a, a top ten defense in this league. And the Eagles didn't care. They just didn't care. They went in, knowing what they had to do. They knew how to deploy it. And they put up almost 400 yards of offensive plays against them. And, you know, the the fun part to me, what I always like to bring up is that I think, ultimately, I think Jalen Hurts has the Saints numbers. And that that's always great because the Saints have had our number. The Saints have had our number for a long time, and it's finally great to see that we have their number, Um, and he does. And I think Jalen Hurts definitely – Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders in particular both have the Saints number, and that's always good to go. All right, so outside of that, the offensive line did amazing. Um, I know, especially in that fourth quarter or towards the tail end of the third um the Saints defense really started kind of doing a few different blitz packages um they were really blitzing in diagonally instead of straight forward kind of getting behind the line uh in different ways shucking off different blocks and assignments and it was working to generate the pressure but at the end of the day if you keep your running game going it it backs their heels off from doing that as much um Jason Jason Kelsey great game Jordan Mialata again scrappy with Davin um with Davenport, love to see it. Uh Lane Johnson had a great game. Um Dickerson had a great game. And even Driscoll played pretty well. Um so that's kind of my my two cents left on the offense on this. I mean, it's something that fans should be excited to, and you know, something that we should all really start paying attention to greatly. Um as far as the defense goes, I think the defense in the first half, so there is a concern a lot of teams have looked at our defensive line. And one of two things are happening. They're rather planning to use our defensive front's aggressiveness against them. And what I mean by that is instead of having your guards or your tackles you know, push out a block, they're pulling the block in. You know, instead of pushing, they're pulling, allowing them to break through the pocket and allowing more open holes for different types of runs or possible play actions. The second way that, you know, that they're changing up quickly now is they're doing quick, quick passing games, quick passing games, quick passing games. Um, You know, they're they're running very shallow crossing routes just to keep, you know, constant areas of opportunity open, you know, in front of them. Um, you know, they're not really going down the field. And so one of the big things with the defense is why, you know, it helps so much when you play, you know, when you have press coverage on a team is simply because it it's going to force them to make mistakes. So, you know, we saw different packages from the secondary. We saw, you know, definitely some press coverage. We saw definitely them lining up man to man. And what happens when you do those things, and or you kick your safeties in shallow, and have you know a, a solid trail of your cornerbacks on their receivers? That pressure may not result in sacks, but that pressure is going to result in mistakes, and that's what we saw with Trevor Simeon. The constant pressure, the barrage, the different blitz packages, you know, I was very impressed in how they game-schemed for this, and it caused him to throw two interceptions. Um, And so, yes, you may not have gotten the sacks, but that pressure created mistakes, and that's something that they have to build on. And honestly, I I understand that, like, you want sacks, sacks equal negative yards, things like that. Sometimes negative yards doesn't mean everything. And the reason why I say that is because we had them at third and 18 and he threw a dart for a touchdown. Um, I know Edwards kind of lost the ball, but in all reality, that's something that can't happen. Like we need to, you know, Edwards needs to do a little bit better in that coverage, but it was just a really good throw. Uh, And and that's just kind of the point blank basis to it. Um, I don't really have much to complain about the defense the only thing i can say is and we'll get a little bit more into darius slay but you can tell just like when brandon graham wasn't on that field you can tell immediately the difference you can tell the immediate difference in that secondary and the saints and it's going to be a problem because other teams are going to look at this at this tape and they're gonna they're gonna pick on Steven Nelson they're they're gonna pick on Steven Nelson in a pretty big way so that's something that I think the Eagles need a game plan for um but we'll, we'll kind of go more into that here in a little bit um, but that's all I got that's all I got for the defense honestly um I, I think that we are in a good shape right now um you know I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what this possible playoff picture might look like, um, and some concerns I actually have uh, with this team going forward. But once again, guys, just a reminder this podcast is presented to you by and brought to you by our partner sponsorship with BetUs.com. Head over to BetUs.com for your 125% sign on bonus when you use promo code Network, Guys, head over there. Um, one of the greatest sports books. Quick payouts, you, you gotta love them. All right, moving on. So now the big question that is becoming, you know, the the target mindset of this team is: okay, are playoffs realistic with this team? What are the chances this team could get in the playoffs? And I'm gonna tell you what: after today's win, per Pro Football Outsiders is jumped up heading into this we had a 25 percent chance of making the playoffs now we're up to 36 and honestly i think it's higher so when you look at it so you have your division leaders the arizona cardinals green bay packers dallas cowboys and the tampa bay buccaneers who's taking the fifth sixth and seventh seed are the rams vikings and the saints obviously we just beat the saints the one team that's ahead of us is the San Francisco 49ers, and then it's us sitting in ninth overall in the NMC. So kind of want to talk about the two ways that this team can make the playoffs. So you have obviously the ability to win the division, which, as of right now, not happening, even though we're actually only two games behind the Dallas Cowboys now. Um, which is something we'll get to in a minute but the second way obviously is obtaining a wild card spot. Um, when you're obtaining a wild card spot obviously now there's not two there are three wild card spots. So as if the season were to end today the Rams, the Vikings and the Saints would all have those wild card spots. So the two teams that we really kind of got to keep an eye on for is both the 49ers And obviously the saints, those are going to be the two teams because remember the Eagles lost to the 49ers. All right. Now the saints do not have a very easy schedule ahead of them. They actually got a little bit of a meat grinder head schedule ahead of them. And it's something that they're going to have to figure out and what Eagles fans should watch closely. The 49ers also don't have a very easy schedule. Um, You know so the biggest way for this team to just continue on the path is simple win out you have to win out that that's going to give you your best opportunity and it's a possibility with the remaining schedule they have they have giants jets washington giants washington and then the cowboys i think um you know a very very winnable schedule ahead of them and not many defenses, especially Washington being out. Chase Young. The Giants are just an abysmal organization. The Jets, the Jets ain't going to stop them. Um, it, it's a possibility for this team to win out very quickly, and that's something that every single person should be. That's that's the goal. That's their ticket in. If they win out, if San Fran loses one game, if the Saints lose one game. That's that's it. That's how they roll. Because right now, the San Francisco 49ers are 5-5. Five and five, The Saints are 5-5. Five and five, And the Eagles are 5-6. and six, And that's just because they have a late bye. If this team wins out and the other two teams lose one more, we're in. If the tiebreaker, unfortunately, goes to the 49ers, they're going to be in. If the tiebreaker goes up between us and the Saints, we are in because we have the head-to-head win. Now, I do want to talk about that division spot. Okay. So the Dallas have dropped two of their last three and their schedule only gets a little bit harder from here. I don't want to, I, I realistically think that Dallas could probably drop two, or I would say drop one more, which they may head up against the Arizona Cardinals, but that's it. Um, so if they stay in the game ahead of us, I, I think that they're going to much take over the division unless something goes extremely sideways which is the realm of possibility with that team we have seen the Cowboys have crazy beginnings to seasons hot starts and then completely fall off the face of the earth towards the back half of the season that's something we have seen consistently time and time and time again so that's something to kind of keep in the back of your mind but really the focus should be on that wild card spot and the way in is his win out You take every game week by week and you win out. And there's a strong possibility that they can be in this playoffs this year. And it's crazy to think that we're even having this conversation, considering where we were just a month ago. So, once again, the Eagles are, you know, rolling hot, won two of their last three, got two back to back victories, got their first home win over the Saints, 40 to 29. Um, so my one concern coming out of this game, so I know Darius Slay got a concussion protocol, which I didn't see. I don't see what the game happened was that was there. Um, obviously, he was tweeting things like that. I don't I think he's going to be okay, barring any major setback, but uh, I mean, he was tweeting right after the game, um, so I think he's okay. Um, my one concern is actually the Jordan Howard injury. So he fell very awkwardly on his back, Um and apparently that's for the most part okay. he did injure his knee um and that's my concern. My concern is are we looking at the twenty nineteen stinger issue all over again where you know if you for those who don't remember her new Eagles fans we were deploying this type of rushing attack in 2019 and it was working. We were winning games. We beat the Green Bay Packers. We beat the Buffalo Bills. We beat the Chicago Bears. We were rolling. And then during that Chicago Bears game, Jordan Howard got a shoulder stinger. Now, stingers normally last about a week, maybe two. Um, this lasted all the way to the end of the season. All the way to the end of the season, we had an issue where he, you know, he had that shoulder stinger. So I, I really hope that... His knee is okay. I mean, I know he walked underneath his own power, so um, I I really hope everything just works out for him uh, because his type of downhill running is what opens up so much in this game, which opens up so many offensive possibilities. So um, my next one biggest concern, and this is something that I just wrote about on the network, you know, is one of my bigger takeaways is this team needs to figure out what they're going to do with Jalen Rager. They got to figure out what they're going to do, because right now he is struggling. And to put context, in, I wrote the same thing in the article I'm telling you guys right now, this, what the way they're using him is what he is extremely good at. Those jet sweeps, those cross motions, that is what he is good at. That's where he made his bread, bread and butter at TCU. It's just not translating to the NFL. The other side of the house is when you have such a stout running game, you know, that's where this is not deploying him very well because everyone's going to play laterally. They're going to play close to the line. So what happens is all those ability for him to take off on a jet sweep or screen pass goes right out the window. Also don't get cute. with The saints. And that's kind of what we saw, but it's a concern He's had rather no yardage or negative yardage in his last four games, and that's a problem. And my concern is, you know, we talk about hopefully getting a free agent wide receiver during the offseason, but if, depending upon who was in the draft and where we were sitting, I would not be shocked if Howie took another wide receiver. I really would not be shocked. Um, You know, and I, I wrote a story Uh, about a week ago and you know why the Eagles gambled on Jalen Rager versus someone like Justin Jefferson and what's going to be a black eye for him but uh it's you know they just have to figure out you know they have to figure out something they have to figure out a different way to use him. and if he's just not confident if he just can't you know seem to make these plays or get things done then you gotta put him on the bench at this point I would much rather have Greg Ward than Jalen Rager. I'd much rather have Kenny Gainwell in the slot, who I think would be a very dangerous slot. So it's just something that this team has to figure out, you know, because right now, whatever they're doing with Jalen Rager is not working. And he can't seem to make it work, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Not to mention that he, I've seen enough of him fielding any punts or kickoff returns. I I would just, I would have rather Boston Scott or Quez Watkins be the guy. Um. But that kind of leads me into what you know—a bit of concern that you can put some stock in is to—is outside of Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith, which obviously is going to be the two main focal points. You know, what is this team? You know, what other weapons does this team have? Um, obviously, you know, you have Quez Watkins still available uh, on there, but they—they they need to make sure that they don't get away from good passing concepts. I understand the run is working, but. They've got to make sure they're not getting away from the good passing concepts. It's something that you really, really um, have to continue to focus on because right now, if you take away Smith and Goddard, they're in trouble. You know, and I, I, Watkins has that big playability, but they are in trouble because as much as I like Quez Watkins, he's not as defined of a receiver as that we wished that he was. I mean, you know, two, maybe three years in, that's a different story. But as of right now, that's a problem. So it's quite curi- you know, curious to see um, what this team is going to do. And that's something I think that Seriano would keep in the back of his mind. But right now, we're just all enjoying this win. I mean, it was a huge win. Put up a 40-burger. Defense played great. Had another takeaway. Uh, Slay with the pick six. And actually, something to end this off on is the defensive line. Like I said before, sacks, the pressure that they created, created mistakes from the quarterback. So obviously, we had takeaways in that aspect. But like I said, teams are scheming against the Eagles' front aggressiveness. Instead of pushing, they're going to pull. They're going to do quick pass-outs, and that's why it's so important that we continue to play aggressive in the secondary as well. Um, but all in all, guys, it was a great team win. Um, it was a first home win. We head down. Uh, we faced the New York Giants. This, the Eagles no longer have to go on a plane to go anywhere. Everywhere they're within is within the tri-state area uh, from them, and I'm excited. Um, want to do a quick shout out to my co-host, my wife, Brittany Cunningham, who is not feeling well, which is why I'm doing this podcast solo. Um, also, make sure you guys head over to the Fight Philly Fight Network and check out all the great work there. Make sure you guys check out our other podcasts that is gaining viewership, gaining viewership. And that's with Connor Donald and LJ Harrell over at the Kelly Green Hour. Uh, Connor just released uh, his first article with us a few days. So go ahead and check it out over there. Guys, as always, I greatly appreciate everything. Um, it's been a great year. Um, big, big turn for us in the second uh, season of this network. So continue going. And, guys, I'll have to say after that, this fly, Eagles, fly, go, Birds.